0: Like, talk right,
1: like talk, talk right now? Like talk right now? <laughs> like talk right now? Like right now, Beef? Whatever. Talk. Like talk right now? Beef, We're good. we are live. What is going on, tutoposto Posto? We are back with another podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we got me, Beef, and Steve here in the house today to talk about the news across Europe. There's a lot of it. Uh... We're going to talk about the best Premier League jerseys heading into the season. As a lot of jerseys are dropped, third kits have been dropped. And uh, we'll go through those, pick uh, some favorites and some least favorites. And then we'll do a little segment we're going to call Caldo Fredo, otherwise known as Hot Cold. Uh, If you don't know, Caldo means hot in Italian and Fredo means cold in Italian. So, of course, we're paying homage to the name Tutoposto by going the Italian way. So we'll be going through some players with that we think are Caldo or Fredo uh, towards the end, and then we'll take some Twitter questions. Uh, you won't be able to tweet us live because this is not a live podcast, but we have some questions stored up, and uh, we'll be answering those at the end. So stick around if you want to hear those, and maybe your question will be answered. But uh, yeah, how are you guys doing today? What's happening? What's Welcome back, Steve. Thank you. I
0: don't know. I don't know the last time I was on this, so could have went down uh, you sh- oh, you,
1: showed up,
0: uh, you showed up
1: you showed up mid pod for one of them. Ah. Oh yeah. That's that's my MO. I think it was I, a I think it was a Syria pod. am oh, so surprised, up, I even, I'm surprised they even
2: showed up at all for that. Guys we're clapping it yeah. up. Steve's here for the first time in twelve years. He hasn't been here in uh he showed up mid podcast one time, but other than that I don't think he's been here since I don't know. Maybe, like, March 2020 would be my last guess. Um, Beef. But Steve's finally
0: back somehow. Our last
2: I, I, I was... Honestly, I didn't even know that you were still on this podcast. Before.
0: Yeah. No, I come in... Uh, <laughs> I it's the call. Mick sends a bat signal. Uh, it's, it's like a, it's an eagle, actually. And when he needs eagle me talking... And tonight's the perfect night for it. A uh, little EPL Eve. So... I'm here to uh spread my spread my eagle spirit.
1: Exactly. And uh Beef Beef's just lying to the people. Steve has been here uh but for the 2022 season, 2022-2023 season, this is his first full podcast. So, welcome back to Steve and uh obviously, you know, me and Beep or Beef, whatever you want to call him, Beach, Beej. I have too <laughs> many nicknames. I have too many nicknames. Beach.com will be in the link below. <laughs> Don't click there, please. But uh, yeah, so we're all here today, mine is Paul. Uh, but everyone's been busy. It's summer, and uh, but we're glad to be here and uh, be able to give you this podcast. So I guess we'll uh, get into some news, and I'll kick it off because we're gonna go through each of our teams. We each have a obviously a favorite team of the Premier League, and mine being Chelsea. I'll go through the Chelsea news first, and I got a long list of it, and then I'll I'll talk to, ask you guys what you guys think. But uh, obviously today was a big day for Chelsea, um, with Barcelona apparently offering De Jong, Depay, or Aubameyang, or all three, or a number of the two of the three, whatever it is. So apparently the talks for De Jong are actually escalating, and that would be an interesting swoop from Man U. Uh, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. And in my opinion, I think Chelsea should buy all of these players, because why not um, buy everyone you were put in a huge hole to start the season and to end last season. Uh, they weren't able to extend any contracts. They weren't able to negotiate with any players. They weren't able to sign any players, all that stuff because of uh, Abramovich. So now they're kind of not scrambling. Uh, it seems like they're scrambling because the season is starting tomorrow, but the window doesn't end till August 31st. So it's like kind of weird. Um, it's always like that. I think the season's starting a week earlier this year, but it's always like that. The transfer window continues until the end of August, so this is normal. Um, but apart from those three, uh, Fofana is still apparently on the list, and if they can't get Fofana, it's Cucurella from Brighton. Um, and apparently good young, or I don't know his age actually, but good left-footed uh, uh, left-back slash center-back the player that Tuchel is looking for, he's looking for a left-footed defender, and he fits the bill. Um, but it really depends if they want to pay up for Fafana. Apparently, the $90 million transfer fee or $80 million transfer fee isn't scaring them away. And I kind of like that. Spend To spend it all, who gives a shit? Um, but so for the Barcelona stuff, uh, Beef, you said earlier that Aubameyang can say no. I'm seeing nowhere that he said no.
2: Uh, he went out to the press immediately source. and basically said no. I did not see that anywhere. I, I, I indeed saw it this
1: morning. I will try to find it for you. Yeah, I, I don't know th- that's completely accurate because the talks are probably escalating as of, like, a couple hours ago.
0: That's awesome. Anyone, anyone on Barcelona is, like, going poaching to say, hey, they aren't going to pay your wages? Are they just not paying people?
1: Yeah, it's weird. we talked about this uh, last week. It was, like, with the registering of players in, in uh, La Liga it's like you don't have once you don't have to pay them till they're registered. It's very strange. Very, and then, yeah. yeah. And then like, it's like all these transfers happening all of a sudden or potentially to balance the books for Barcelona, because obviously they've had financial troubles and is why they're having to sell these players. So getting those guys off the books, apparently some of these sales could potentially lead to the Bernardo Silva, uh, leaving city to go there. Um, they missed out on his as he signed a two year extension with Chelsea today. So that's great for Chelsea. Uh, we've talked about a number of defenders for all these teams like Chiellini, PK, uh, those type of players that maybe not, might not play a lot um, as they age, but they'll play Champions League in their role players and great leaders in the locker room. As is one of those guys for Chelsea. So I think getting that extension um, signed now was huge. And possibly it happened now because, like I said, they weren't able to sign any players for the past six or so months. Um, So they had to do that now. And led to possibly why Rudiger and Christensen left. Obviously, they're long long gone. But that's potentially the reason that they left. So why Chelsea is scrambling for defenders now.
0: Yeah, this kind of reminds me of when, uh, when I manage a team in FIFA. (laughs) <laughs> I run, and I run out of wages, and I just kind of dip into the transfer, into my transfer budget. Use that little yep. slider. I'm like, all right, yep. I got to go, go into the transfer budget now. Uh Seems like Barcelona is dipping into that, tra- or just trying to even that out with transfers, because they got in Lewandowski, and he's like, I saw something today that his wages were, he wasn't even like the top five,
1: so. Yeah, I know like, um... Potential another reason Aubameyang could leave is because his wages go up this year. So Barca didn't pay him last year.
2: Arsenal paid his
1: wages. Yeah, so his wages get added to the the wage bill. And um, obviously, Barcelona was on the rise, I'd say. Um, Aubameyang went in when the team was kind of in shambles, but they're back kind of now, and they're looking good. So... I mean, in his defense, he might want to stay, but they might not be able to keep him. And uh, he's not going to play. He's not going to play wing. They have too many great wingers. And Lewandowski, unless he's hurt, he's not playing a second.
0: Barcelona's basically just opening up a bunch of a bunch of credit cards, and they're going to pay him off later. Yep. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Open up a credit card in Aubameyang. They're like, hey, we're not going to pay you now, but we'll pay you off with another credit card later on. <laughs>
2: I have also uh, found the source. It was uh, Mundo Deportivo in Spain. hmm Sounds said,
1: legit.
2: <laughs> it's a newspaper in Spain that said that uh, he does not want to leave Barcelona at all, regardless of interest from Chelsea. And Chavi also came out and said that he does not want him to
1: leave. Yeah, I saw the Chavi one. I definitely and saw the Chavi one. I have one. a
2: feeling Chavi has a big say in a lot of these from the way their window's been going. It's kind of... Whatever he says is what they do, kind of. If if it kind of works money wise, he's like, I want this person to stay. Okay, they're gonna stay then. It's kind of how it seems. Yeah, it's
1: been. that's I think uh, a classic manager thing to say, just to keep. Obviously, he's a good player, and to have keep the depth is key. But like, it's gonna come down probably to the player because Barcelona needs to sell people. And then also, lastly uh Depay was in the mix. Um, so I mean if they don't get a Aubameyang, Chelsea's still looking for a forward and Depay obviously not great or not the first choice, but I wouldn't mind adding uh, that type of player. He not could at work all. At Ch- he could definitely work at Chelsea in that like center
2: forward false nine kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean if they're going to buy players,
1: that's fine. I know. And I just, and
2: regardless good. One, he would be on the cheaper side. Like, I, I feel like Barca just wants him gone, so that gets some wages off of their plate so they can register, like, one of their players at least. Um, But it's just one of those things where, like, Chelsea, I feel like, need to bring someone in. And even if it's a Memphis Depay and he doesn't start there every game, but he starts 20 games there and scores 10 goals, that's great for Chelsea.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, before we move on to other teams, for me, uh, of all these transfer rumors, I think adding De Jong would be awesome. First choice of defender would be Fofana, but uh, Cucurella, um I'd take him. That'd be my second. So one of those defenders. Uh, obviously, I think the news was that Cucurella was all but imminent, according to the Fab, but it was debunked by Brighton.
2: I would so. just like to point out he has passed his medical for Chelsea as of 15 minutes ago. Um, there we go. And apparently what? things are going to be signed tomorrow morning.
0: Makes sense. Fab's never wrong. It's just yeah, when, and, when, it's just when he's right.
1: And <laughs> he's
0: yeah.
1: Andy was left out of the uh, practice today, uh, like forced out because of the Chelsea links. It's friggin' Brighton. So. I
0: hate those. those fr-
1: yeah. Why it's are they, like, they going to do that? It all seems imminent. And then they're like, nah. We didn't even no, talk to Chelsea.
0: Friggin' nothing club. No, no,
2: small. no bias against Brighton as a CP fan, correct?
0: Yeah, absolute no. nothing club saying that they have nothing to do with that transfer. Give me a break. At, looking for
1: attention. It's absolutely yes, so, sad.
0: It's absolutely so. Sad. so
1: for me, deyoung Fofana, and obviously Abamyang over Depay. If Chelsea gets those three players, I think it's a great window. My ex captain is not a near club. And then they got uh, a young player from Via as well. Um, I'm not going to. Don't try his to pronounce name. His name. <laughs> <Yeah. Don't. laughs> Begins with a C, and he's a young 18 year old midfielder. You were excited who is,
0: about him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who is resembling uh, what Bellingham is doing right now at BVB. So excited for that. Uh, but another young player for Chelsea, and uh, we'll move on to Beef's Arsenal. Hold Beef, what do I got? Going- I've,
0: I had one side note, real okay. real quick. Hit your side we get note. Get on Arsenal. Um,
1: left backs Alonso
0: and Chilwell is Chilwell alive Chilwell because, is alive he's back
1: Yeah Chilwell's back that's definitely the starter uh Alonso's still there he was linked to Barcelona he might leave um I Emerson he, is still there
0: Yeah they got a All right they, they just got a they got a lot of guys and I was a left back I was just yeah. curious
1: by that and, by 50 million wait, dollar
0: signing that'd be,
1: that'd one, be
0: weird. Uh,
1: Baba Baba Raman is still there <laughs> Is he one of their loanies He's yeah, Robert he was money. no he's he's like yeah, he's like thirty years old. That's awesome. But he was uh he was brought in a while back. Wait, isn't Emerson is it Emerson back too? Yeah, yeah, do. I said Emerson.
2: Yeah, like what so they have four left
1: backs. And they're spending fifteen minutes. Alright. Go on, and then to... Chalaba, Chalaba. kind of swings Oh yeah, you yeah,
0: he's freaking good too. Geez.
1: Yeah, so, so want they're fine, up. yeah. But it's, and I won't get into all these pundits saying Chelsea's gonna be like Seventh, sixth, seventh place, but they're absolutely out of their mind. Yeah, Beef, what do we got going? On? Beef, what do we got going on at Arsenal? Uh, a lot of the deadwood is
2: going out currently, is what it seems like. Before any other moves are made, hasn't hasn't been a lot of talks recently. Um, I do believe they're not done yet, but they have to get a lot of people out. Um, they got Leno signed for Fulham this week. Um, Torreira apparently accepted personal terms with Galatasaray, so he'll be going to the Turkish League, which is weird. I thought he would go back to Syria, but um, they're kind of just getting rid of a bunch of players to try and, like, I don't even know if it's get more money to transfer people, but just kind of lower the wages so they can bring more people in. Um, Obviously, they've been linked to Tealman's for the last two months, and apparently they agreed to personal terms like the first day of the transfer window. But I'm pretty sure they just have to get rid of more players um, to bring him in. So pretty much what it seems like, they're going to be bringing in another central midfielder. And then everything that I've read is potentially another winger if they can offload Pepe at some point, which <laughs> they kind of seem like they're going to be doing this window. Um, but it, it's probably just going to be another central midfielder and then most likely another winger potentially.
0: Do we think Madison?
2: Absolutely not. No, he's going. If he's going anywhere, he's going to Newcastle. I saw they 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 can't. Madison would not fit into the team. Is the issue? Well, doesn't he play Odegaard? Isn't he basically Odegaard's position? Yeah, and they just named Odegaard captain. So
0: yeah, I was gonna yeah because I know they're they've been linked to him for like ever. So
2: yeah, no, that that one's not. And Newcastle's
0: gonna fork up whatever. What, what are they asking? Like 70 mil for or something crazy? I think
2: Newcastle made a bid of 50 mil, but Leicester's also selling all of their players. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. They're going to be in a, a weird position. I don't see much turnover going on with Leicester unless you guys have seen people, com- guys coming in. So I've seen Vardy is linked away as well. They still have a Nacho who is promising.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, I guess they're in a really bad COVID hole as well. Like, very very bad. One of the biggest losses. So apparently they're in a, the boat of having to sell a lot of players. The thing is,
0: they can yeah, they're getting, they can sell and they will get they will be able to sell the players. It's just they're asking for so much and it takes so long to do it that how are you going to fill those
1: spots? You're going to have make up the money, but can't make yeah, up I mean, the, like, the guys. <laughs> it's like um, since they have to sell players, uh, they want to. Charge more so right. they're not getting screwed uh it's, but it's just a tough spot to be in i think so yeah like fofana madison schmeichel beef like you were gonna mention probably um uh, who left but keep going beep what anything else not too too much i haven't seen many
2: links recently for arsenal really even for like rumors and such so Probably not going to be a super busy end of the window. I know they're still trying to obviously offload some more players. But other than that, um, not really too much. The only name I've really been seeing consistently is Thielman's. And then haven't even seen a consistent winger's name. I've just seen a bunch of different people randomly coming up. But honestly, if they just bring in another central midfielder to fill that depth or even split games with like a Shaka, that would be...
0: That would be great. I think I think they're in a good position. I think a team like that could use you, like you, like a only like a couple pieces really of just veteran guys maybe to bring in. Um, if the young kid, the young, some of the young guys, you know, hit a slump, uh, like some of the you get you got really young wingers out. Like if so- I mean Saka's legit, Martinelli. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Pepe, but if they bring in like a like a veteran winger. They can do a job, maybe off the bench, start a couple games, and then, yeah, just up to depth because they're young and all the guys have experience now. they got, like, one or two seasons of actually playing. So I don't think they need, like, a huge addition, just a couple of small pieces, I'd say.
1: That's my arsenal two cents as I'd we say, face yeah. off to them. Um, obviously, who is it, Ben White? Came into his own last year after being deemed a, a bust. He's good. Um, Tommy Asu is great, and but he's been shifting to center back and outside back beef, right? He's a, he's a pure outside back for Arsenal
2: at this point. Uh, yeah. It kind of seems say- they have their first, it, at least as of right now, their first pair center back is Gabriel and Ben White. And then William Saliba, who came in, he was the... Young player of the year in the French League last year. They loaned him out the last two seasons. But apparently in preseason, which I always take with a grain of salt, as we talked about last week and the week before, like you can't take everything from preseason as like this is it. But basically him and Ben White have kind of been switching off at right back because is still technically hurt. So both of them can play outside back on the right side. But they basically have three pretty good center backs, and then two of them can play right back also if Tomyasu
1: does get hurt. Yeah, so so my addition, my piece to Arsenal was um the second center back is my question. And then uh obviously there's hasn't been any news on this, but if they lose party, that'd be also a very big hit. Not happening. Weirdly quiet on the That's on that. that's my CTN. <laughs> Really yeah, so quiet on the accusations that, that guy somehow, that lives on his street. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely in question. So if that same, somehow same breaks, age on his street, but not him, can't be him. Yeah. So we'll see on that. But if they lose him, that's a tough, tough hit to the midfield. Uh, but okay, we move on to Crystal Palace, Steve's team, the Eagles. And uh, before I let you go, wow he's got the jersey on, before I let you go, um, obviously you have your Crystal Palace Eagles from. Ah, uh, the Premier League, and then you have Lazio, who is the Eagles in Syria. But did you know who the Bundesliga Eagles are? Who? Uh, trick. I don't know.
0: There's gotta be. I heard this the
1: other day. It's Frankfurt, a They're, good team. You're, oh, European
0: yeah. champions.
1: Come yep. on, how do you not Euro, know that? Europa champions. Uh, I was watching a little. I think it was uh, DFB Pokal. Their uh, uh, what's it called? Their league cup, and they were playing. So, just to let you know. They are the Eagles of Bundesliga if you need an Eagles team for there. I don't know the La Liga one, but oh, I don't, know
2: if, I don't know if there is them. one. I'll find
1: them. I bet uh, there is. Maybe they're not in La Liga, though. Maybe they're in, like, the second or third league. Yeah, they might not be. But, Steve, what do we got for Crystal Palace?
0: So I'd say an okay uh, transfer window thus far. Brought in a center defensive mid from uh, RC Lens, French League. Always take French players coming in with a grain of salt deep. You know that with Pepe. Pepe came, he came from, did he come, where did he come from? Lyle. Well, yeah. I don't, I, they, it's, maybe it's just the first season thing coming from the French league. I feel like it's a step up once you come over to the Premier League. So we'll see how he does. Center defensive mid, um, trying to fill somewhat of a Gallagher void. They're saying Etze is going to be moving to a center attacking mid spot and they're putting a lot of, Pressure, not pressure, but they're expecting a lot from him, scoring-wise, attacking-wise, creating-wise, of what Gallagher did. Um, brought in a young kid, young winger, uh, played for Derby last season. Uh, still, still young. Thought about loaning him out, but he's been good in preseason, so they're keeping him on, which is good because they're pretty lacking in depth right now. Uh, they haven't brought in a ton of people. Which is a little concerning. Even they and they let a lot of people let a lot of guys go. So um, depth-wise, Vieira said it like today that they need to bring in more guys. I don't like his negativity going into the Arsenal game because he's just he's like, yeah, we need to bring in more guys. I mean, every manager says that at the beginning of the season. Give me a little bit of something. Say we're doing good in training, something. I know it's your old club, but you need some positivity, confidence going into this game. And then they brought in. Oh, uh, might get more of an American fan base uh, from Alabama. He was born in Alabama. FC Dallas. Now Bayern Munich. Now to my Crystal Palace Eagles. Chris Richards coming in. I think he's more. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife of defending, um, which is good because uh, I could see him. I think he's more left, left left-footed, left side. I think he can do either, but could use a. Um, a kind of do it all to give some depth in the back. Well, last year, a little bit weak in the defense category. Uh, I had two center backs, and then we had like James Tonkins and some um, a couple other guys coming off, but needed to strengthen that. Uh, I don't know who else I'm forgetting, but they're linked to a couple different people. There's some wild links all over the place. Lozano links have faded, as we all expected.
1: Um, are you they happy got, or sad about that?
0: Happy. Uh, uh that <laughs> his and linked to him. It's always it's like a it's like a string. It's Zaha's linked out that were linked to some crazy winger and then both kind of fade out. Like the Chelsea rumors they're still kind of there but fade they faded a little bit. Um so I think I'm happy with Lozano. Maybe it's just cuz Paul talked them down. I don't want I don't want to deal with that. Um, but I just saw recently, just looking up my, uh, my go-to transfer news, CPFC transfers. I don't have a Twitter login. I just go right on the web and look at it, have, refresh the page. Um, uh, maybe two should follow, help me out. Um, uh, give me the updates myself, but we're linked to a random guy from RB Leipzig. So to YouTube I go, as Paul would say. Find out who this guy is or search on the ESPN app, see his stats. Um, overall, need more. Need, need a little bit more. I'm confident going into the season. We've still got some injuries. Um, but going into the first game of the season, obviously I'm confident going in. But I think I can't have Jordan Aiyu starting as my right wing going into this season. I've said it way too many times before. Yeah, I think he's a low-end Premier League or Championship player, and he's on our starting line. It can't, can't be happening. That's my... I I had, I had to bash someone. Oh, also free my man Will Hughes. He should be starting, goddammit. He's not going to start. He's going to be the guy that I brought in, plays great, and just never plays for some weird reason. That's my rant.
1: Yeah, I like it. And yeah, obviously you obviously got to throw in some I hate. He's a prick.
0: I he's on our team and he's literally a prick. I it was uh played man they played Manu in the in the preseason, and I sent it to Ollie, the Manu guy. That I forget what it, it was either a video or an article that he was literally he literally like stepped on some guy's leg, got like a yellow got away with it. And dude, it's a preseason like he does that shit all the time. But hey, I mean he's on our team. He scores once every three years, so. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say enough bad. All you got to do to be a role player. Dude, he's so bad. He he has good hold up play sometimes.
1: Sometimes (laughs) he presses hard. He he
0: was a striker for like uh, ever, and then he just came and they stuck him out on the wing, and he's just so slow, and just fucking takes it down the corner flag,
1: and ugh, Uh, that's so annoying.
0: I I can't wait to see it tomorrow. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) We'll see, yeah, and we'll talk maybe about maybe a Twitter question will be about uh, the upcoming game tomorrow, the debut. But uh, and before we move on to beefs, uh, women's England team, uh, we'll talk about uh, a couple. One last piece of news: uh, Ronaldo leaving um, the preseason game, mid-game after being subbed off. Uh, he didn't just leave the the pitch. He didn't just leave the locker room. He left the whole stadium, and uh, I think. Bruno Fernandes maybe did too. I think there was another player. I'm not sure the player, but Bruno rings a bell. Uh, And at first, it was kind of brushed off as, so what? But then I guess Ten Hag came out and was furious, whatever that means. So I'm sure he'll get a slap on the wrist and be the starting striker once again because they have absolutely no one who's going to score goals on that team, in my opinion. (laughs)
0: He's (laughs) been linked away. uh, He's been fucked. Like, Ronaldo's just... They're like, oh, he's gone, and then he just comes, always crawls back. He's he's probably getting so much, he's causing so much money and wages that they just is just being
1: like they just want to get rid of him at this point. But no one wants oh, him. Oh, so funny, yeah. and he he tweeted, uh, the king is back or oh, something man. before before the game because like he was he wasn't showing up for anything, uh, because he wanted to leave. So he tweeted, the king is back, and then played the game, and then left the stadium. <laughs>
2: I just have a, I have one question. Yeah, what do you got Pete? How bad does Ronaldo want to leave Man United? Like he seriously left a game at halftime when there were a bunch of reporters outside the locker room waiting for him to leave. Like I've been seeing links for him like his agent was reaching out to Sporting CP to try and get him to go there. No one like, wants him. He's he's fallen off so much that no one wants him cuz one he's so expensive and two people are like okay, he's going to help us but do we really want to deal with that big of an ego at our club coming in and just being like, I am the king now when all he wants to do is play Champions League football, doesn't want to play in Europa League and is not buying into Ten Hag's system? Like, if anything, man, you should just try. I know he's I know he's a club legend, but he's hurting him. He's hurting his whole entire reputation at the entire club just trying to leave. When instead of just putting in like a transfer request, he's just kind of acting like a little baby, not saying anything and just doing stupid actions.
0: Yeah, I think it's got to be the wages. No one wants like who who wants to pay that much for thirty whatever how old however old he is for like a year or two loan. I mean, you could you saw what it did to Juventus. I mean, they had they had a good decent stretch with them, but. Basically, they had to, like, rebuild a little bit, take a step back because of the friggin' debt that they, or the, all the wages that they, that they cost them. So, it's just the track record he's had in the past couple of years since leaving Real. It's it's not really enticing for any club to really just take him on, you know?
1: Yeah. Even though he's Manu a, is a
0: dumpster fire. So, I mean... He's, I, not, a,
1: he's not a team builder. He's not a, a future guy. He's a plug and play right now and the teams that were linked to him like Chelsea made sense but I think it's a good it was good to Nick reject that um, from Chelsea's part they're still like building and steadily growing up Uh, they've got tons of young players so I think getting someone else would be better and again like Steve said the wages are out of control for a 35 year old I think he is yeah it's yeah. I mean,
0: I, I think Chelsea, or I don't even know what's going on in PSG. Some club like that uh, that doesn't really care about money and just wants like a quick win now. PSG would have made sense if they want to win Champions League, but other than that, I mean, did Byron replace with the striker? Money's, do-
2: money's their start, their starting striker.
0: Really? Yeah. Interesting. Has he
2: played striker before?
0: He played it for Liverpool
2: when Firmino used to be hurt and stuff, and then obviously they had last season they had the like rotating front three where all of them could play striker or any side of the
0: wing. Yeah, they've had I don't even know if Mueller's still there, but I feel like they played him as like a center forward or a false nine way back when. Yeah, so it's more of a cam now. Right. So I feel like if they were to go like false nine or just center forward, Mane could it. They oh, they have, they're too well organized. They'll they'll figure it out for sure. So yeah, they don't need Ronaldo.
1: <laughs> yeah, but basically, he's again just taking a stance on wanting to leave, and we'll see where he goes. But time is ticking. And uh, last piece of news: beef. The England England has. You said it came home, but does it, did it really count? Does, did it really come home, beef? <laughs> Oh, it came home. It it absolutely
2: came home. It felt great. I mean, 56 years without a trophy in any kind of international soccer. Oh, beating the Germans on top of it. Oh, it's just it's a great feeling. I mean, I won't lie. I watched that whole game and I was like on my feet the entire game. When Germany tied it up, I thought it was over. Germany was outplaying them so bad. And then going into the second half of extra time Germany kind of was just playing for penalties They were like, oh, we're just better at penalties We'll beat you, we're not going to attack And then went in, got a sloppy sloppy corner thrown in And then a nice little toe poke right at the end To, to slide it right through the goalie Oh, it was a beauty, I was freaking out It was wonderful
0: of, of all the people in like the United States How many people do you think watched that game? Can you count on one hand? Yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I
1: watched the whole game, so
2: yeah, you, get, you yeah, can uh, count yeah, me on that one hand. That's okay, one.
1: You, I'm not gonna, gonna I'm not gonna pander. I'm not gonna pander here to a crowd or anything. I didn't watch a second of no, that. I didn't watch uh, a second of the. No, I, I, I
0: can't, I can't even. The,
1: yeah, so I can't speak to that. The only thing I saw was the phenomenal goal that some, in, the English young English player Russo, I think her name was, scored. It was like a accidental back heel that went through the goalie's legs, and it was not nothing special. And yeah, that, they was, blew that it. was
2: the that was the <laughs> semifinal when they won four nothing against Sweden. So
1: yeah, it was like they blew it completely out of control. I think she even said like it it wasn't supposed to go in. It was a shot, but it was an accident, and they tried to make it like it was the best goal of the past 20 years, and it was gotta like...
0: The, gotta respect the hustle t- uh, headline grab.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good goal. It was a nutmeg. It was a backheel. It was flashy. It's just... You know, I, I, I'm not, like, great for them, but nothing special for me. And I was asking, like, um, the U.S. wins the World Cup every year, and they're going to dominate every team ever because they're nasty. So, I mean... No one in the U.S. cares that the U.S. women's national team won. And uh, I think England fans are getting a little overhyped about their team winning. <laughs> it, it's it's a different
2: sport, though. I mean, what's what's the national sport of England? The only one that's close
1: to soccer oh, yeah, is, yeah. is
2: rugby. And I Perfect. mean,
1: Maybe. so. I think, I think for our perspective as. Like we we enjoy English soccer, we enjoy our national team soccer, but when the women's team wins in the U S it's expected. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, imagine
2: if there was like a, a giant tournament for American football and the yeah. U S won it. Like that would be yeah. big for everyone in America because football is probably the, the biggest sport. The
1: top here. sport.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you always go like you always go off the base, the biggest sport. What's soccer in terms of American sports?
1: Yeah. Fifth or like football or baseball, you know, if, it's, yeah, when you're watching that as an American, I guess not baseball for me. Baseball should be abolished as a sport, but <laughs> <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, in England, in Europe, uh, for a women's team, uh, for your national team to win, it is probably the second biggest team that you'd want to win. So definitely understand that. Obviously, congratulations to England. I'm just I was just making like the U.S. team so good, it's expected we're gonna dominate. Sorry, everyone else. We beat you at your own sport. Also, I just
2: I just want to point one thing out. Um, the person who won the Golden Boot and the captain of the England team both uh, they both play for Arsenal. So you know, wow! Shout out to Arsenal.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even know who's. How many teams do they have in the Women's premier, premier League?
2: Um, I don't know exactly. I know the big six all of teams, and then I don't know after that. Um.
0: Oh, that reminds me. Whenever I look at my transfer news, it's It's like just Crystal Palace together. So sometimes the women's comes in, and it's like linked to like eight new players of all this stuff. i like, I look, and I just reckon it's like all women's names. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I don't know
1: anything. Yeah. About that, They'll so. get you. But I think that just about covers news, and it'll allow us to move in to. Some more exciting stuff, maybe, if you like this type of stuff. But the jerseys, obviously, everyone loves the new jerseys heading into the season. Steve, for example, has bought a new jersey, and that's on its way. So we're all excited for that. And I think that's going to lead me into my favorite jersey of the 2022-2023 season. It has to be Crystal Palace. Their home jersey is absolutely unbelievable. The blue and red um, Their way is very nice as well. It looks almost similar to uh, the PSG kit with the red and blue down the middle and then the white. But the kicker is that it's like painted, you know, it's like scribbles Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's different. And then the uh, the icing on the cake is the collar is absolutely sick and the sleeves match the collar. It's like a red, white and blue collar. Uh, Just a nice, simple all the way around collar. Uh, So that's a great touch. And then the sleeves just icing on the cake um so yeah if maybe we can pop it up in whatever format this is but uh look it up if we don't the crystal palace home jersey is my number one and then my my worst uh i think we were talking about it earlier but beef likes these apparently so our worst aren't the same beef
2: oh uh, no they're the not c-
1: then the city awake hit is disgusting oh, gross
2: <laughs> i love I, the city awake
1: hit. gross no Absolutely gross beef. Like Steve was saying, it looks like Atlanta colors, like Atlanta United in the in America, the MLS. So
0: bad, it not, no not Atlanta. I'm glad you brought this up because I was about to I was gonna roast it before the the uh,
1: podcast even began. Like, where the fuck are they getting this color scheme? I think I, the color scheme actually is uh, an homage homage to the an older kit. So okay. the, the colors do make sense, I believe. Okay. But it's sort of out of nowhere. And yeah, like you said, it's just – it does make you think like what – where do these colors come from? So unless you like know your history, I think it doesn't make any sense. So, But yeah, black, red, just not looking good uh, for city. They're a blue and white and baby blue, sky blue, whatever you want to call it. That's their colors. Stick with it. And their home kits also stink because – I hate the, the home kits too. like Just yeah. <laughs> city in general.
0: Uh, but shit. yeah.
1: They went with the Puma – they have Puma as their sponsor, and Puma tried to pull this fast one um, in the Euros with just like it's saying Manchester City on the kit, and the Puma logo is above it. Uh, so, yeah, not a great design. Obviously, the colors are fine with the baby blue, but the design itself from Puma isn't great. And for me, again, the Away kit, the black and red are my least favorite kits. Oh,
2: I, I, just, I just I just want to say talking. one thing before we go on with this. Oh, oh, I Regardless of how kit. bad you think their away kits are, it's their best kit. The
0: Maybe third, yeah. I was gonna. I, I was their the w- their
2: card, away so kit is by far their best kit.
0: Third kit is gross. Too.
2: Regardless of if you hate it or love it, I know a lot of no, Man U fans no. ripped them and said like you're just taking Man U's colors, but those are by far their best no. kits. Their third kit is their worst kit.
0: Yeah, and the whole, their I home the kit home is the not. Best.
2: Their home kit's okay, but their away kit's their best kit.
0: No, the home kit, the home kit's the best. Then it goes, then it goes away. Then third, I don't know. Third away and third, are gross. Those are terrible. The third one, it just, I hate. It's like a, it's a wannabe a stripe and it just ends. Fucking, it's, it's pissing me off. you looking at the away kit, kit, I mean the third kit now, Mick. I mean, I'll,
2: I'll honestly hop in next, and I'll just kind of. Someone muted. Nick, are you muted? Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> muted.
1: Yeah, you were. Yeah. It's all right. I was saying. I was saying. Yeah, those are pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> I'll stick with the red. But those green ones are horrible. They.
2: So uh, I mean, honestly, I'll hop into it right here. Then uh, they're not my worst kit, but my. They're actually my honorable mention for the worst kit. Mm-hmm. Is City's third jersey. It's uh, absolutely horrible. Big bad. It's. it's Lime green and navy Like exactly. just just horrible looking Not to mention they also The video that they used to drop their third kit They dropped in Roblox Which is like a 2D like Bad Minecraft game So it's just <laughs> It's really ugly And the way they announced it's even worse So I'm just kind of I'm, I'm out on the third kit Um, I'm just going to start from worst And then I'll go to my best Sure. The worst kit is the Spurs away kit Spurs away let me take a look purple Black and green and it's really 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 ugly Oh Um, yeah because like The way that I view it their home kit Classic Spurs Home kit looks nice Nicely done the the away kit I, I don't know what Nike's doing here I don't know who designed this but he Should be fired this is horrible Like if you're gonna go in the away kit Spurs are white and Navy just go with like a nice like basic navy one like their home kits always just a nice basic white and it always looks nice and classy but these away kits are horrible
0: The lime green collar is gross and they're gonna fucking have lime green socks with it yeah Jeez. no it's it's yeah. it's definitely not it because a lot I've of i've never people, been a fan of the lime green or highlighter yellow i think it's candy no, big it's time just, candy yes
2: especially when your kit's dark like then you're just throwing these bright highlights on there and it's like what are you doing it's only on the the like end of the sleeves and on the collar it just doesn't look good.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't mind the the color, uh, the main color there, but yeah, the sleeves and collar is not a great look. And no. I mean, Spurs have done some wacky stuff in the past. They've had green kits and like these tie dye kind of galaxy looking kits, but yeah, those ones are pretty pretty ugly.
2: Yeah. Um. Honestly, from my best kit, which I had not seen until today, but I will say this jersey. There's no sponsors on these jerseys, just to give you an idea. But these kits are insane. If you need to, go look up the Nottingham Forest third kit. It is, oh, it is a beauty. It's got yeah. this nice, nice navy look with some nice yeah, lighter blue.
0: I like I oh, those ones. I do like those ones.
2: Very, very, very nice kit. There's no sponsor on the front.
0: I fuck with those ones. So uh, just as just as we did with Venezia last
2: year, Nottingham Forest, if you need a sponsor, let Tudo Posto know. We got you. What's we that, got. You.
0: Uh, what's that little? There's a uh, there's a symbol. Who? who uh, what brand is that? They that's
1: are. that's the same brand that CP has, Steve. Cinch? For the new year. No, Cinch is their. Uh... It's that little V with the guy. It's supposed to look Macron like a guy. Macron sports, yeah, I believe.
0: I, I, yeah, yeah. I forget what, it but uh, yeah, the yeah, that, third kit, Nottingham Forest. I like those a lot.
1: Yeah, I those threw nice those. Beef.
2: And then my other ones that I was gonna throw out there, are the uh, United and Arsenal home ones. They got nice collared jerseys. Just look classy, like classic jersey. But the Nottingham Forest third is definitely my favorite from what I've seen.
0: Um. I don't have I don't have like a big list. I've I'm just been scrolling through, ones that have caught my eye, just top of my well top one of the tops in no particular order. I like I like the Arsenal away. I like the, the black. black. I like yeah. the black
2: too. Those are nice.
0: They're they're fresh. They got a little. They got a little. Deep. It's not just straight black like the West Ham. I looked at the West Ham uh, away. I think it's their away, and it was just kind of like plain black, which is eh. But there's some like texture to the Arsenal one, which is pretty sick. Um, another one I liked that I was scrolling through. Obviously, my my Eagles' greatest jerseys out there, Not in the Forest you just mentioned. Um, there was one more. Uh, the bright bright and red. Uh, don't I don't know like, even though I hate even though fuck Brighton, but they're away. It just it's just pretty it's just clean looking, a little ombre from dark to light on the outside. Um, but I once again. One thing that grinds my gears is just putting in random color schemes that make no sense. Like my Eagles, red, white, and blue, makes sense every year. Don't get too cute with it. Um, and then ones that I absolutely hate. Where was that one? Uh, we're on not in the forest. The fucking they're away kits. Oh, oh no! What happened there? Did anyone anyone take a look at those
2: ones? Let's check them believe i've seen all three of their kits and i'm pretty sure i liked all of them i the blue and yellow
0: i don't like those i
2: like that one i like the texture on the arms i it's don't a little it's a little different obviously not their normal like, colors but i kind of like it
0: it looks like
1: it's they too went Nor- to, it's too norwichy yeah it, they're they
0: it, that's norwich norwich has the gross yellow jerseys. you don't no one else does <laughs> that you can't just come into the premier league and pretend like you're norwich that's bad vibes. You're going to go straight down if you do shit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the tie-dye looks like... Uh, you guys ever have those things at like birthday parties or whatever they just do like paint and splatter it on and just like random color schemes? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what it looks like. It looks like they just tossed a bunch of blue and yellow and green in there and splattered it on the arms. Don't love it. <laughs> And then, I mean, there's just a couple jerseys out there uh, that I was looking through that are just pretty plain. Not even worth a comment. There's a lot, I mean, no, I can't hate. I mean, fuck Everton with their blue jerseys. I don't care if they're classic. Everton is just, I think, just a shit stain of a club.
2: I think I like one of Everton's, and I don't remember which one. Oh, I like the away kit. It's pink and blue.
0: I fuck with both of Leeds' jerseys. Nah, yeah, all I right. I don't want to leads. slow it down looking at the jerseys, but I oh, this yeah. is the one I wanted to comment on. I remember now. Bournemouth home. I fuck with Bournemouth home big time. The black, lightning, uh, the, red. The, red, the red lightning. Yeah. Kind of a nice, yeah, nice little shirt. I like that. Yeah, Bournemouth. I wish nice they did. I wish, they, I wish they did a little bit more with the collar. It's just a, like a straight red collar, but they have yeah. the black sleeves. If they could have done like a a hat, like a a trim on the like a black trim on the collar or something like that. I would have liked that more. But it's almost there. It's almost there.
1: Yeah, the runner ups for me was like United Arsenal and Leeds, uh, for sure. Leeds got that tie dye thing going on.
0: I, I I like that one.
1: Even though they, they could stink, but
0: and we digress Man City, the absolute joke of jerseys.
1: Even though they'll probably win the Premier
0: League, I, I uh, won't lie. That's
2: a, that's like a Puma thing. I've always had an issue with Puma in soccer. I don't know what they're doing. They try to be way like way too different, and it just it, they fumble it all the time.
0: This one's they, not too they, bad, Beef. What
2: do you think? There's so, so like they went basic with CP. I
1: thought they I, don't mess.
0: They don't mess around. Well,
1: no, the the Puma change kind of happened uh, during the Euros. That's when they kind of got real wacky. Well, before e- that they were fine. Even
2: when Arsenal before they switched back to Adidas, I, I thought they fumbled a lot of Arsenal's jerseys too. Because they tried to be like different and not just be like normal. And it was one of my issues with them. I've had an issue with them since they were like Arsenal's because typically like when you're looking to buy a shirt at the beginning of a season or something, you're hoping you have some options. I felt like with especially with the Puma ones, I had, like, one pick maybe that year, and then that's the one I had to get.
1: Yeah, but I know, Beef, you had one comment to say before uh, we move on, right? About uh, a particular sponsor. I'm lost on this one. Yeah, I'm fumbling (laughs) it here. I'm I'm (laughs) confused. He's got nothing, but my my team beef.
2: Oh God, yeah, no. So <laughs> Chelsea, first of all, pretty good jerseys. Like I won't lie, I think the home kit they were so close to making it arguably one of the best jerseys in the league, and I think they fumbled it on the collar. Like either I do like a collar, the, collar the best. I, I'm not a fan of the fake collar. I don't know. That's just my one of my things. Like I like the design on the collar, but I you. For my thought is either make it look like it's a full collar or just do a circular collar. That's, that's my thought. But also
1: it's it's similar enough to the uh, man United type of collar on their away kit. Get the
2: hell, get the three off of the Jersey, just get it off, get anything else. I don't care what it is. It just, you can't this three on the Jersey, just it drops it. So like if we're rating it out of 10, I'm, if I see that on the jersey, it's knocking it down like three and a half points immediately. It's the ugliest sponsor in the
1: league. Yeah, I yeah. don't like. There's it. something about. It. Yeah, the three. It just it's an, it invites trolling. It uh, for any three nothing loss or three something loss, it invites yeah. that. Target on there, and bags. then just just like a vertical, a vertical sponsor just looks better. You know, the three's just kind of plopped in the middle. There's too much empty space. Yeah, they're old want ones. Everything.
2: Their old ones were. Yeah. What were they? Yokohama or something?
1: Yokohama,
2: those were nice. Those were nice. And like the Samsung ones back right. in the
0: Samsung. day, and yeah. Samsung, the Samsung, those were. Those class.
1: were all nice. Samsung's
0: I mean,
1: awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with you, Beep. There's something about you don't want too much space taken up by a sponsor, but give me, give me words. I don't, don't want to g- I don't want a
0: guessing game for a sponsor.
1: Yeah, no one knows what three is. It's bad sponsoring anyway.
2: Yeah, like at least that if you're seeing like a, if you're seeing like a gambling site, you can tell it's a gambling site. Yeah. Like C P you can tell. It's just it's way different. And you're like, oh, that's definitely a gambling site. Three, everyone's like, what who is this company that's sponsoring them? No one knows.
1: But we'll move on to Caldo Fredo, hot cold. Uh so we're gonna talk about, you know, a player from last season, maybe preseason, uh that we think is hot coming into the season. Maybe they ended last season on fire, and they're we think they're going to continue that. And also, a player that was cold last season or started slowing down towards the end, or anything, really, a player that we think is going to be cold for the 2022-2023 season. And uh, I'll kick it off with my hot player, my Caldo player, heading into the season. This is for Premier League only. Uh, So I'm going to go with Diego Jota from Liverpool. Uh, Obviously, Mane left. And last year in uh, 55 games, he had 21 goals. That's all competitions. So, I mean, he came in, he scored. And I think he had like 40 goals uh, since coming into the, the Premier League. But last year alone, 21. So... Yeah, I think he's going to continue that, and I think he's only going to get better with Mane leaving. That opens the door for more goals, and the front three, two, whatever they want to go with is still very, very good, with Salah sticking around, Firmino's still around, and uh, Darwin Nunez came in. So, yes, that might hinder him a tiny bit, but I think uh, Jota has the experience now, and he's still young, still coming into his own and I think he'll be the the hot player for me uh, heading into the season for Liverpool. And then, cold player, this is kind of, uh, this is just my bias, I'd say. Uh, Jack Grealish. <laughs> Sorry, Beep. Don't uh, talk about my guy like this. Best hair in the league. Best Cavs in the league,
2: too.
1: Absolutely. The best Cavs in the league, 100%, Absolutely. no doubt. That's You can't beat that. But for me, playing-wise, uh, I think he came into City... He wasn't super young. He was 26, so he's probably about 27 by now. Um, and he didn't really do much. He was a, a turn around and pass it backwards type of guy. I think he started kind of forming into it a little bit later in the season and preseason. He got an assist to Holland, I saw, but that's preseason. Uh, but yes, Holland could make this opinion of mine completely shot. Uh Haaland being the striker and Grealish having someone to feed could change the game completely for him. He could take a huge step up. But in my opinion, I think he's just uh, not quite worth the fee as well. Um, and that team, again, we've talked about it. They're losing a few pieces. They lost Sterling, but uh, he could be easily phased out of that team. Foden, obviously, on the other side. Uh, who else? Mares. They could switch that whole team around. And he could be phased out. By, he's obviously going to get some minutes, but he's my cold player. Uh, I don't think he takes the big step up this year and kind of just does mediocre. He's going to do some things, but nothing special, you know? He's not going to score 20 goals. He's not going to score 15 goals, I think. But,
0: yeah. Um, I like those takes. I do. Uh, especially Diego Jota, because I had him last year. Our anonymous gambling friend that has been on a couple times, who doesn't yeah. seem to be gambling anymore, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, asked for Golden Boot last year. I gave him a value pick of Joto. Probably he might have been in the top five. I don't know. Salah was up there, but Joto was he was up there.
1: Um, he finished. For, he had sure to, for sure. Top 10. Yeah, he had 15 yeah. in 15 in the league.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked him last year. I mean, it hindered a little bit from you know him kind of. Got some time, but with a power offense with uh, Salah and Mane on each time you can't count them out. Um, so I like I liked that pick, and then he ended up picking Lukaku, who might have had great pick, great pick.
1: even I don't know,
0: I don't, I don't even know what he had. He scored he, he some had goals,
1: scored. He... Yeah, he scored a couple. He scored okay. twice
2: yeah, comes... against Arsenal, so
0: yeah. Um, so going into mine, Caldos hot. Um. Man, I hate gassing up. Maybe, maybe I think I'm doing this on purpose. I'm trying to gas up beef a little bit, get him a little bit too hyped for the game tomorrow. But, I mean, everyone's been on him. I think it's Gabriel Jesus. Um, he's been he's been great in preseason, and they have the good guy, the guys to get him the ball. He's always been pretty decent on, on City. Um, never really got his time to shine. Always been that extra guy that kind of comes on in garbage time. Gets his goals, puts up decent numbers, but he's looked great so far. I think he's coming, definitely coming into this season hot. Makes sense. Um, maybe the second week is when it, my prediction goes into effect, though. But I do think beginning of the season he'll pick it. He'll be he'll be caldo. Yeah, I got that right. Frito is, the, is it yeah. a D or the T? Frito, Frito.
1: Phrase. It- yeah, Fredo.
0: D's- Fredo. Like Alfredo, yep. okay, Alfredo. Exactly, um, yep. My Alfredo is, Paul. Paul's going to enjoy this one with his stupid name, Mason Mount is my... I'm out, I'm, I'm leaving the podcast, I'm, yes. have a good day guys. Mason Mount, is, it is a good reason to it, and maybe I'm just a little bittersweet because my, my guy from last year is moving on, but I think Gallagher can take that step up and compete for a position. Um, they're keeping him on, not loaning him out. Strict, with staying uh, strict with that. But uh, I think he can p- compete for a position. Mason Mount's been great, but I mean, he had to, he paid his dues. He worked his way up, just like anyone else could. So uh, I think he's he's really got someone nipping at his heels to push. I mean, this can go either way. If he's cold, then he could completely drop off. But if he produces, stays hot, then he's going to be at that next level with some good guys at Chelsea coming in. But, um, yeah, he's always been a solid player, but I think he, maybe I'm just pushing him to, maybe I'm just pushing to be better, some bitter, some tough love on him, but my guy Gallagher is going to get his chance.
1: And if not, you're always welcome home. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I can't, I, agree I with can't bite my
2: tongue any longer. I'm sorry. I
1: can't. Okay. One second, beep. I, I, I definitely agree with the Gallagher, uh, coming in, and I, I'd like to see him play, 100%. Like him, Billy Gilmore, people like sleep on those people as being potentially very... They've like a lot, they got a
0: lot of sneaky like, depth like, uh, and, at Chelsea, yeah. so it's just... Gotta
1: same, be with, careful. Like, same with Loftus-Cheek. Uh, I think like for, for Mount, he didn't end the season cold or anything. He's, no. He was great all last year. This is just like, you're saying... You I'm, think, say, uh, I'm
0: not saying he's going to There's a possibility of him going cold. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's coming in cold. I'm saying... He, He's my... The, well, yeah, uh, I'd my, say... You know, possibly yeah. taking a step yeah.
1: back. I'd say it's his, his job to lose because he's the starting right. attack mid, so... He's yeah. got more to lose. Uh, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Gallagher comes in and shows it, then, I mean, competition is great, so we'll see. But I think... Uh, you would, makes sure England would England Paul. Guys I, I,
2: I can't hold my tongue any longer. I'm throwing some stats at you. Who was Chelsea's leading goal scorer last year? I'm
0: not saying beef. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not who was their leading a last year? You missed. I think you missed the last half of that conversation. I, I'm, I'm saying, aware. I did not, hear it. I'm not saying he's my bad. Point is, I'm saying he, he's, got, he's the most likely to be cold
2: because he is, of the competition. He's the
0: guy who has up. been
2: through multiple coaches and been at that position through multiple coaches. I think he's their motor. He is their guy. He's their worker.
0: He is. That's, he does work very hard.
2: Trying to break into that Chelsea midfield is very, very hard. As you saw last year, Conte didn't have a great year last year, and still no one could take old. his spot. That's
0: because he's old and he's
2: Kovacic had a great he year, and Mount had a great a year. Game. So, I mean, my my point is, trying to break into that Chelsea midfield at all is very, very hard. Not to mention their leading stat guy, which you could say maybe he wasn't even their best midfielder, but stats-wise, he had 21 Goal contributions in the Premier League,
0: sure. so
2: it's He's it's going to be again. very hard to take him out of that spot.
0: Yeah, no, I I do agree on that. That Tuchel doesn't seem like a guy that I would have a quick trigger, um, especially with his consistency of last year. My point was mainly of the competition that there's in midfield, and that uh, if he doesn't produce like he could, that there's guys waiting and that can be given a shot. They're leaving a lot. Of, they're leaving a lot of guys there, not loaning them out. So they're keeping around for a reason. You know, they're very confident in Mount. They could have loaned guys out like they always do, but they want to keep that yeah. depth. So
1: I'll uh, I'll end on your piece with with uh I'm not sold on Jesus at all. Um, the guy couldn't really break into a city team that didn't have a striker. So hmm. uh. Yes, he's he's got an opportunity here, and he's having a good preseason. He got a man of the match against a, a Chelsea team that didn't want to be there, but uh, he, yeah, he had he you're had three right. man
2: of the matches in the preseason. Just so you know,
1: oh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> no one cares beef about preseason. Like I'm, I'm
2: just no, no, no. I, I, was just, <laughs> I was just I was just I was just letting you
1: know. And I don't think he'll get 20 goals this year. I don't think he'll be that great. And I do not think Arsenal will be in the top four. I don't think they're that good. Um, they're being overhyped. They're still young. And they have their defense, like I said, not that great. <laughs> so I, that will I, take away my feel about say, uh, I, I think we're just, on the wait, complete opposite thought Arsenal's trades bad.
2: here. I think we're on complete opposite thought trades here. Yeah, you obviously think Arsenal's great, beef. Mine's not. No, no, no. It's not the preseason hype. I think they've built the squad that they want. And I think they got got got, Saliba back to add another piece to the defense. They got Zinchenko in to add more depth at left left back because Tierney gets hurt a lot. He can also play in the midfield.
0: Two bums in a system. They were the cis product of Pep's system.
2: Yeah, and what is Arsenal building? They're trying Artestas to replicate fantastic.
0: City.
1: Yeah. How's that going for the past five years? Let's go Eagles.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's working on it. I mean, I, this is his team. This this is the team that you, you judge him off of. He got his guys okay. in. He got the guys out that he wanted out. Aubameyang left. Lacazette left. He got those guys out that were he thought were bad for the club and weren't his players that bought into his system. This is the year where you judge him.
1: Okay. No, I agree. This is maybe his final year because he was going to get fired probably for the past three years.
0: Yeah, not- this, I, I do agree on that. I think this is his judgment year. This is – if I think oh. – no, I don't know. Arsenal's not gonna let him go if he gets out of top four. Yeah, I
1: don't think I don't think they uh, fire him. It-
0: I don't know. They got top four last year. So anything lower than that could be a sh- it could be a short lead. You never know. They got fifth fifth
1: last year. No, they were fifth. Okay, sorry. Yeah. It was who got in above them.
2: Spurs, beat Spurs. Them to point.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean that's just my opinion. I it's like they had a good end to the last season, but they were about they were relegated for uh the first six months, so they were relegated um, they, for the
2: first three games,
1: relegated where clause. they played there City and Chelsea. There was a clause. No, it was longer yeah. than three games, but
2: they were only in the relegation zone for the first three games, and they won their fourth game, or out of it.
1: Yeah, I think they were out of the relegation zone, but they were down the bottom half of the table for um, a month. Or they so, could be, they could
0: months. be the Everton of this year.
1: No, <laughs> they won't be the Everton, and I'm not saying they're that. They're gonna, they're bad. I'm just saying, I'm not sold on the defense, and if they lose party, like I said. And I'm not sold on Jesus, and a lot of pundits are overhyping them. So not, I know you aren't beef, but a lot of pundits are hyping them up so much based on preseason games. Yeah, I know to, you aren't beef.
0: To back up my point on him, when I when I say I think that uh, I don't know, I thought that Arsenal always had the winger. I thought they've had a decent tools for the offense. I agree. I'm not sold on the defense, and their defensive mid is. I mean, if they're still playing Jaka this day and age, then God bless them. Uh, he's only good internationally. But I thought they had the tools, and Odegaard's been looking good offensively, to put him in the right spot and be yeah. just as good as he was on Man City. Better, because he's actually going to get the playing time and the, the minutes. So that was my reasoning. I didn't. I, I don't even know what he's—I haven't been tuning in a pre- uh, preseason. so.
1: Yeah, I just to, that was one of my questions uh, for Twitter. So I just wanted to toss that in since we were talking about um, Arsenal.
0: Was what? What was the question?
1: Just the question was like, is uh, Man U, Arsenal, and uh, Spurs being overhyped due to preseason and coaching? But I just wanted uh, to say that about Arsenal.
0: Let's say all right. Let's rank the th- what do we think the three most overhyped and.
1: Who is most deserving out of those three. Spurs probably based off players coming in and coaching. I think Manu's getting very overhyped strictly due to coaching. They've done nothing to change that team. Yep. And Ronaldo's making that team way worse. So I think Ten Hog's getting a little bit a little bit much praise for not proving anything in the Premier League yet. And then uh Arsenal's probably second
0: i put the uh i would agree after after spurs the menu coaching,
1: coaching yeah. is growing and they brought in a couple players but but man U's, they're they're not they're getting way too overhyped
0: yeah menu makes i mean there's only so much a uh, a manager and his style can do to overhype some a team in preseason so i agree on that yeah <laughs> beef anything from you or are you angry about our arsenal takes um
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Beast got his hot cold players.
2: I, I would definitely still say Spurs are number one because there's like a solid. I, I will say this: I have heard more about Spurs winning the league than Liverpool winning the league. To give you an idea,
0: uh, yeah, they yeah, got Conte, proven Conte at the helm, and he's getting his guys in. He's proven that he can do it when he once he gets his guys. So. I'd and say I,
1: most, if not all people are putting Spurs and coming in third place. I think yeah, that's, that's definitely, a lot, that's
2: I've crazy. heard a lot of that. And then I've heard, so th- the reason why I put Spurs, I'd put Arsenal second for sure, but I would put Spurs first because a lot of the things I've been hearing is Spurs are going to win the league. Whereas Arsenal, I haven't really heard anything about Arsenal winning the league. I've heard Arsenal making top four. Pushing for yeah. top four. I haven't heard like Arsenal are going to win the league. Like th- that's two different steps, and
0: yeah. that's yeah. huge
2: steps. When that's being
0: better than Man City. When
2: Spurs made it into the top four by one point last year. Like it's that's a big jump. And then Man U third. Man U hasn't really. They brought in a couple players, and they're a dumpster fire right now because of Ronaldo. He's making them a dumpster fire. I'm not saying their whole team is a dumpster fire, but the situation going on around them with. The young not wanting to go there, and then this whole Ronaldo thing going on on top of it, it's it's a it's a bad situation.
0: Yeah, there's so many times that there's been guys linked to Manu, and they would have been great signings or good transfers, and either people don't want to go there, it's just all around bad juju. But uh, so I they shouldn't be overpriced. So any pundits or anyone that's saying that they're looking good coming into the season or, or pushing for
1: top four or above that or high. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I mean, I, a, lot of,
1: I, yeah. a lot of biases are coming into this. It's like... Oh, dude, a the lot of, Man,
0: Man U fans are some of the worst. Yeah. They're literally the like the biggest I've club seen, in the world. Yeah,
1: Ugh. The most things so. I've seen is like, obviously City-Liverpool winning or coming in second. Most people have them, one or two. And then a lot of people have Spurs and then Man U or Spurs and then Arsenal. And maybe that's me saying like like Chelsea is that's obviously Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal and whoever is sixth. That's obviously going to be a fight. But um a lot of people have Chelsea coming in like sixth and stuff. It's like I think I, I know they don't have I know they don't have a striker, but they didn't really lose that much. I think I think Man U shouldn't even
2: be in the top 4 conversation is what I'll say. Yeah. As of, that's, that's as that's a, I'll Sean. take will right take the I... conversation of Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs for who yeah. the last two teams are and I think a lot of people are basing Chelsea off of how they have how they're not going to finish the window but how they are right now whereas yeah what I've yeah. heard over the last week is they're willing to spend another 300 million to bring in four guys who are going to make yeah. their team like two I times don't... better.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're done um but yeah if chelsea yeah right now chelsea could yeah. be outside the top 4 but i don't think we all we all know chelsea they'll put up the money if they get they'll, if they'll they get another
2: target. center back they bring in a center forward or a striker if they bring in another left back like that elevates them in if they actually bring in all of the players they're targeting right now they're third for me in my eyes 100% maybe second
1: like yeah genuinely. it's like it's the same as last year. Obviously, it didn't work out, but, like, they didn't have Chelsea competing, and then Lukaku came in out of nowhere, and yeah. they're like, oh, my God, this team's going to potentially win the title race. Obviously not, but that's, like, when players just come in, yeah, like you said, they're probably basing it off of team right now, so right. players come in, opinions will change. But, uh, Beef, you want to give us your hot cold, and then we can uh, end this podcast?
2: Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna start off with um, my cold player, if you don't mind.
1: I'm you
2: can keeping do whatever it. You want. I'm keeping it the same, and you, you could say he might be my most hated player on this entire podcast because I rip him all the time. It's Bruno Fernandez. Yep. Um.
0: I think you you picked him last year as a, as hating of, or something. I remember. I yep. remember that.
2: As of right now, if Ronaldo stays in that team. I, He's going to do bad again. I'm sorry. Like if he, if Ronaldo is the starting striker, Bruno Fernandes will not work as well in that team. And it showed last year when Ronaldo and him kind of do the same thing. They don't play a lot of defense. They make kind of the same runs, things like that, where it just, they both want to take all the penalties. They kind of just get in each other's way. So it's one of those things where as long as Ronaldo is in that team, he will not look great. And as of right now, it doesn't look like Ronaldo's leaving. No one wants him. So if Ronaldo leaves, I could be completely wrong, but I'm basing it off of Ronaldo stays for the at least first half of the season. If that's the case, I see him losing his starting spot to Christian Eriksen at some point.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that take uh, before you go on just because I mean, I think you're right that they're kind of like I mean, they're both Portuguese and just they're both kind of like similar play styles, both want to take the penalties, the free kicks. Um, kind of be that guy. And Erickson's just a more little laid-back, willing to facilitate, give it to the guys he needs to, um, do the necessary things to be a team player, and take and just you know give it to Ronaldo and do his thing. So I, if it stays this way, I could see that being a real possibility. I actually agree with that completely.
1: Yeah, when I looked at Cole players, he was definitely on the list of potentials.
2: I think he was just he was just my initial thought. Well, I also hate Bruno Fernandes because I remember two years ago when people were asking if he was better than Kevin De Bruyne and I started laughing. So um, but yeah, no, he's definitely my cold player. And I think as of right now, he's going to continue to stay cold. And then my my hot player is also a player from Liverpool, but it is not Diego Yota. It's Luis Diaz. He has his solidified starting position at left wing. I think that's his position to lose now. I mean, you could see when they were playing Mane, they were playing Mane in the middle and they were playing Yota or Diaz off the left. When Diaz was playing, he was phenomenal, playing great. And I mean, now I think that he's not splitting time where obviously there's, there's some room to lose a starting spot. Obviously they have four really good forwards, and the only one who's solidified fully is Salah, obviously, on the right. But I think Luis Diaz is going to have a great year. I think he's he looked great last year when he played. He didn't play as much as he probably should have because they obviously had Mane and Salah, and he's not a striker player. He plays more off the wing, uses his speed well. But I think he's going to have a great year for Liverpool.
1: That, I forgot about that guy completely.
0: I did, too. It's Beef beef set up. And I, yeah, he came in last year, and he was absolutely great. And it's one of those players that I completely forgot they had. And I'm just like, I'm going through my head, who does Liverpool have? Yeah, they got Salah, whatever, Joshua, this guy, this guy, and I completely forgot that they have, and it just makes them a better team in my head. I forgot about He was that.
1: over overshadowed by uh, Nunez coming in completely. Right,
0: because uh, he came in... C- Second half of the year, and then New Year's
1: yeah, came. Yeah, yeah, news
0: freaking out about it's, it.
1: Yeah, so it's like, yeah, they have good four options. Uh, Diaz with uh, four goals last year. Defense and, is still uh, solid. The Premier League. They're
0: yeah. mid. I mean, they still got Thiago,
1: their
2: midfield. So. Their midfield's not very deep. Their starting midfield is good.
0: Tiago, do they still play Henderson?
2: Yeah, uh, it's Henderson, yeah. Sabino, and Tiago, which is a very solid. Three is what I'll say because I think Henderson in that system works phenomenally. You say Sabino or Fabinho?
0: Fabinho. Fabinho. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I think they're not very deep in midfield, but their starting three is great.
0: Yeah, they're not deep in midfield. They could use another I mean, I haven't heard them link to anyone. I don't know if anyone
2: is- I, I think Liverpool's done, but they they have they a bunch of young guys guy, they have a bunch yeah. of young
0: guys who they believe they in to come off the bench, but they do. I mean, they're one injury... Uh, I can't say one injury away because they lost Van Dijk and still ended up doing okay. So, I guess midfield-wise, if they lose a guy, they-, they could be in trouble.
2: That's that's the only scare with Liverpool is they're, they're solid at defense now. They got some more depth in last year. They're solid at forward. They got enough guys. If they need Firmino to come in and play striker, he's fine. Like, that works for them. I mean... Yeah. And he's their fifth option, but he also has been playing in the midfield too.
0: So, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll be okay, um,
1: contention wise. Yeah, just, just a just a couple names in the midfield is I think Nabi Keita is still there. Yeah, okay, Keita is still there. <laughs> Curtis Jones. Uh, so he's Curtis decent Jones, depth. Yeah. James Milner. <laughs>
0: Yep,
2: Milner's so still, still there. He's, he's still gonna there. be
1: there.
0: He'll be there forever. He's he's their
2: classic. Yeah. Bring him on last 20 minutes, and he'll just run for 20 minutes so as it'll, hard it'll, as he can.
1: So yeah, those are like the the of the of the Liverpool team. And then obviously, like Beef said, uh, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, the young guys. Um, yeah, they're decent. Good good midfield. That's decent depth. Not not worried about them. And the Ox, of course. The Ox. Yeah. Yes.
0: Ox. I think he's been trying. They've been trying to move him away. Yeah. Poor, poor ox,
1: Legend. Legend of the Premier League. But uh, that is the hot-cold, the Caldo Fredo section of the pod. Uh, so if you enjoyed that, let us know, and we'll do one for Serie A, hopefully, uh, before the Serie A season starts next week. But uh, Twitter questions. We'll end with these. Uh, that is at the Tutoposto on Twitter. We covered some, so we'll make this uh, ending a little shorter, which is good uh, since we're at over an hour. It's beef, this was a question from Beef. Is Steve even a part of Tutoposto anymore? Haven't heard from him in a while. We answered wow. that, Beef.
0: answered that.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, he's, he's back. I, I will say I did tweet this before
2: Steve said he was coming. That was the whole point yeah. of the question.
0: I, 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 Five I hours I, I sparked the conversation today. I, I think I led the charge. To make sure yeah. this happens. So
2: I'm mean, glad you answered. T- typically, me. I will say recently, me and Mick just text each other and don't text in the group. But fair.
0: <laughs> That's okay. But we know
1: we know the days. Like Steve has, Steve's busy on Fridays, and uh, Paul's been busy uh, with some life things, so we're not expecting that. Yeah, basketball one day, random visitors. Basketball, and softball, yeah. And you had a wedding last week, so we know we know the excuses. Not excuses. They're they're not excuses. <laughs> oh no, they're they're excuses. Like, they're
2: excuses. You didn't you did lie.
1: But uh, but yeah, that answers that question. Steve is back. Uh, and we answered my question about Arsenal, Man U and Spurs. Um, and then before I ask my last one, my last one, is Paul still on loan at Spurs, or has he changed allegiances to West Ham since Gamaka joined? Uh, Paul obviously, obviously isn't here, but I'd say he's still a Spurs fan. I think he's still
0: Spurs. He has a, no legacy to the club whatsoever. It's just a, a numbers game. Whoever has more Italians, he will. Yep. He can be
1: bought. He can absolutely. So West Ham's got. Yeah. Two. West Ham's got two Italian two. now with Scamacca and Agbana, uh, the defender. So. But it's I, it's, Spurs, it's mostly it's Conte, Conte. It's Conte. Yeah.
0: And they're... Uh,
2: the sporting director.
0: Sporting director, And then... Beratici. They did have Golini. He's gone now, though, right? Yes. He yep. left. Um, but Conte, well, Conte's enough. I don't know. That's two and two now. Well, he well, we might have to check in. I thought Spurs True. had more,
1: yeah. but... I think it's just strict Paul loves Conte and... Uh, Obviously he's been he was with Spurs last year, but I mean Spoots is the resident uh, West Ham fan, so maybe we'll have to talk to talk to him about letting he's Paul a, in the club.
2: He is our hammies guy. I yep. I, th- I think I think he's still still on loan at Spurs, obviously, because Baggies are in the championship. We won't mention the Baggies. <laughs> Steve Steve will play. go off on them. But <laughs> Absolutely trash ass club. I think I think it made him question his allegiance for a little bit but I think he stayed Spurs but it was one of those things where he was like ooh that's that's a that's a move that's making me question it a little bit. I think he's hoping he does well
1: but still Spurs. Yeah, definitely definitely someone to watch for him and uh a reason to watch West Ham pretty much. Cuz yeah, he's a young young striker and potentially the future of Italian uh goal scoring. So um if he's more televised through West Ham then I'm sure Paul will be watching. And then the last question we got here, and I think a good way to end it, is, of course, a Crystal Palace Arsenal prediction. Tomorrow, the, the Premier League season kicks off, and we got, luckily, we got Steve and Beef, the CP and Arsenal fans, in the house. Uh, Beef and Steve, i uh, let you two uh, have this one.
0: I know what Beef's going to say. No, I'm not. Well, I don't know. I have no idea what he's going to say. But one thing that I think he could say is that it's at Selhurst, and the Eagles, sometimes, the Eagles have been notorious recently not playing well at their own home field, which somehow doesn't make any sense. They're better away <laughs> So I'm going to reverse that psychology. They're home, come in on a Friday night, going to be buzzing. And both the defense has been shaky preseason. Um, Arsenal, we've had, we talked about their defense. They got something to prove. I think there's going to be goals to be had. Um, Prediction-wise, I don't think anyone's gonna take. I'm gonna go with 2-2 draw. Arsenal will dominate the possession, um, but we'll, we always get our chances. We had their number last year. Don't forget that, and they brought in yep. a couple guys, so it's similar. We're missing we're missing Gallagher obviously, but similar similar guys. We had them last year, so you never know. I'm going 2-2 two, two home. See, I'm, I'm gonna. I I just looked it up,
2: and the record in between the last five games between them, they both have one win and there's three draws. Hmm. Um. CP was they beat them last year and they tied them last year and they probably should have beat them twice. I think Arsenal scored yeah. in like the ninety third the last to tie it. touch of the
0: game. Yep. So
2: the the game they lost though our outside backs may have been the it may have been the worst performance of outside backs I've ever seen in a soccer game. Um it yeah, was that, horrendous. Was, that
0: was a little bit of an outlier. Just Oh, it was I it was scored.
2: horrible. They they literally I don't think either of our outside backs had a tackle an interception a sink like they just got dribbled past like 40 times. It was bad. Um I will say it is at Selhurst I think last year changed the idea of Selhurst a little bit. They didn't play as bad at Selhurst as they did in the past. Before, they were always known as a scary uh, away team. They, they did a little better at home last year, for sure. Um, so it's not as big of a thing to me this year. But I, I just think Arsenal has something to prove this year. And I think this is the game where it's like, first game of the year, you have to prove something. And I'm gonna go with an Arsenal win, but I'm gonna say three-two. I think it's close. I, I'm I think CP is gonna be really good this year. When we did our tier list, obviously, I believe I had CP coming eighth. Um, so I had them eighth. I I think Mick had them like sixth or seventh coming in or coming in pretty close. Jeez. And so <laughs> I think You're we okay. I think we we have them pretty. Paul had them in twentieth, but that's just a Paul thing. He does that every year. So, um. I I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I think they're going to be in that conversation with like the West Hams and they're going to be above Wolves and everything like that. So I think they're going to be a top half team for sure this year. And it's one of those games where I think both of them have something to prove because they're both been, they both, obviously Arsenal has been hyped up a little bit more, but I do say there is a good amount of hype around this CP team right now. Um, They just don't have the exposure that, the Big Six do, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll, I'll say three-two.
0: I will have you so, know, and all the people that want them at top half, you haven't been following this team long enough to know that they will drop games just to make sure they do not get top half.
2: I believe. They, I believe they will drop your,
0: random games to make sure they get in between that 13 12 to fifteen range. Don't you worry.
2: And I'm gonna make a bold <laughs> statement:
0: IU doesn't start tomorrow. I will be ecstatic. I everything I have looked at a million starting elevens and every single one has them in and I'm ready to throw my fucking hat against the wall. It's it's infuriating. But well we can hope for the best. I can't wait for it to come out and me just
1: Ah, fuck. Probably around like uh, 11, 12 o'clock. We'll I just those. I
0: want I would love to see them do it. Uh, there's been talks of them doing trying out new uh, Formation, so we'll see what they come up with tomorrow. I could talk all all night about them, but yeah. it's all it's 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 Premier League Eve. We'll we'll
1: see what happens. Yep. So we got a 2-2 draw from Steve and a 3-2 win for Arsenal from Beef. Um. Yeah, like you said, Beef. Uh, last five matches was 1-1, tie, 0-0 tie, 3-1 Arsenal, 2-2 tie, and then Crystal Palace ended last season with a three nothing win. Um, I'm going to go draw as well, but I don't see the goals as high as you guys. I'm going to go 1-1. I think first game of the season could be some jitters. Uh, And, of course, I think uh, I could be completely wrong here and proven wrong. Jesus could go off. Who the hell knows? Like you said, uh, CP's defense is struggling, but they're young, and um, they brought in the Chris Richards like you said guys second year um, Vieira's second year uh coaching these guys so they could be a complete shock and I had them six like uh we said uh this is that's just a hope but I think they'll be top ten for sure so six to ten I think is where I'd have them and I think they take that step up from the 12 to 15 like Steve said but again I'll go I'll go one one draw uh, from this Crystal Palace and Arsenal game to kick off the year tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't know where it's being televised, probably Peacock or something like that because NBCSN is not a, not a channel anymore. I think USA has got it now.
2: Yeah, it's probably yeah. USA. I, I don't see them paywalling the first game, but we'll see because I don't put anything past them. So
1: Yeah, we'll see. But either way, tune into that. Uh, and soccer is back. I think Bundesliga starts tomorrow as well with uh, – uh, Bayern at Frankfurt, I think might be that the first game. Yep. Uh, I think that's at like one something too. Yeah, so before the Premier League, fire. so, uh, yeah, it's back. And then obviously we got Premier League weekends and there's talk of potentially, potentially, uh, getting together for the soccer game Saturday morning, something like that. Maybe get some coffee. So we'll see. but, Thank you for listening today. And if uh, you want to check us out on more places, uh, we are at the Tutoposto on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Tutoposto on TikTok now as well. So check that out. And then YouTube, the Tutto for just Tutto Posto. Yeah, we're, that's the whole point, we're, Steve. We're in if you the, we're in the last, the, yep. Who's making TikTok? If you listened to last episode. Yeah. We got our, a first, break, break our first it. one all got posted all the us. other night.
2: Wow. Yeah, Get on that good. hype train.
1: I got to see this yes so, so obviously we want to grow the TutuPosto and reach more people, uh, all that good stuff. So TikTok is probably the best way to grow. So obviously we want to cover all bases, all aspects, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever comes next. We'll be on it. And um, yeah, so we're going to be consistent on those and stepping up the game. But if you want to follow me or Beef. I'm at Michelangelo Lifts on most platforms, and then Beef is at Plo Koon on some platforms, and then uh, B Bylock or Bylock15 on others. I think. I'm Plo split Koon 50. on Twitch I'm split and Twitter. 50. 50. Twitch and Twitter is Plo Koon. and Instagram and TikTok is Bylock15. Correct. The fuck's up yes. Plo Koon. You've never he, seen Star
2: Wars yet. before. You disappoint me. <laughs>
1: I, I don't even know what
0: you're saying right now. Jedi
2: Master Plo Koon.
0: Oh, great yeah. pilot. I, I, I had no
2: idea what you were saying. I was like, I, what? I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Why is um, he even here? Why yeah, did we invite him uh, back?
1: So the point of the, before we sign off, the point of the social media is TikTok is the quick digestible form of snippets from the show. And YouTube is the long form, just audio version of the podcast that you can see. Uh, if you listen through YouTube, obviously check us out on Spotify. That is where the podcast is hosted, and that is the easiest place to listen. Also on iTunes. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening and tuning into this Premier League podcast. Uh, welcome back, Steve. What do you want to say, Steve, to sign Go, us off?
0: Go Eagles, baby! Yep. Yeah.
1: And uh, happy Premier League Eve and good night.